Whoa, come on. Good morning. Wow, that's so good. Can you hear me through the mic? Awesome, awesome. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> Thank you for the tech <laughs> technology. So good. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Eden Christian Center. My name is Shane. I'm the associate pastor of this church. Today, we are into our week five of our sermon series, Blessed. This sermon series is about the Beatitude. The Beatitudes, um, Jesus preached the Beatitudes as a part of his well-known Sermon on the Mount. So in the Beatitudes, Jesus was talking about um, specific qualities and declares that those who practice those qualities are happy and blessed. So today we are on week five. Let's go to Matthew 5, verse 7. Jesus said, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. The Greek word mercy, merciful, is aniamon. Okay, if you are a new Christian or you are just begin, just started reading your Bible, and the New Testament was written in Greek. So merciful in Greek means showing compassion, kindness, and forgiveness to those who are in need or who may have done something wrong. Jesus tells his followers that if you show mercy to others, you will receive mercy in return. It's a two-way street. You both receive it and give it when it comes to God's mercy. So you cannot receive what you are not willing to give. Today, we are signing up the new term for our small groups. You know, as you can see, all the information of the small groups you can choose are displayed on the wall. And I want to mention one thing here, because when we first started this church 25 years ago in this location, we got people from all over the places in Auckland. But in the past few years, our demographic has been changed we have more and more people from the local community who lived in the apartments or studied in the universities. So we really need more small groups happening in the city center, in this place. So I want to encourage some of you here to start a small group for our community because now we don't have too many small groups for the local community to choose. They have to leave city center to other areas of Auckland. So if you feel God is calling you to start a new small group, this is your time. Okay, please come to talk to me after the service. And um, when I first came here 12 years ago, I joined my first small group. I have to tell you, I was a totally a different person. Okay, by God's mercy, I would say I have to change. And today I would like to share with you Something very embarrassing when I did, when I first came here. Do you want to hear something embarrassing about me? <laughs> okay. When I first came here 12 years ago, okay, I joined my first small group. And um, there was a young man, a single man came to me and asked me to pray for him. He said, hey, Shane, pray for me, please. Pray for my relationship. And I'm single. I, I hope God can help me find a girlfriend in the church. 
It's very, very normal and healthy, okay? A single young Christian man want to find a girlfriend in the church. Wonderful thing. There's nothing wrong with it. But there's something wrong with me. You have to understand, I was single myself back then. And so I said to him, well, hey, how can I pray for you when I am still single? Man, I hope God can find me a Christian, uh, a Christian girlfriend as well, okay? So even, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, you know, you, you've been Christian longer than me. Why, not? Why, why don't you pray for me? So, oh, man, it's awful. You know, so I didn't pray for him. You know, I didn't pray for him. I didn't show mercy to him. I couldn't even believe I said those things to him until someone confirmed, yes, you did say those things to this guy. And that someone was my future wife, Yvonne. I thought that was just a private conversation between me and that guide. But it turned out to have consequences. Okay, so I learned a valuable lesson from that story. Always, always choose to show mercy no matter what. Because you never know who is watching. So looking back, man, I was wrong. I was totally wrong. I made a mistake. And I hope God could give me a second chance to make things right. By second chance, I mean a chance to make a good impression on Yvonne, not a chance to pray for that guy again. <laughs> because that was my problem. It was all about me. It was all about me when I first came here. So I really needed a second chance at that point. And I believe we all need a second chance at some point, right? Because we all mess up and we all make mistakes along the way. We all need God's mercy in our life. Hey, you know, today as we dive into uh, Matthew 5, 7, we need to understand the Beatitudes as a complete package. We cannot just separate them or pick and choose because they all go hand in hand. Now let's go to Matthew 5, 3 to 6. The first four Beatitudes before this one, the first four Beatitudes provide us with the reasons why we all need God's mercy. As you can see here, yes, we need God's mercy because we recognize that we are poor in spirit and we can't save ourselves. We need God's mercy because we mourn over the consequences of a sin and only through God's power, we can overcome it. We only need God's mercy because we, as we strive to be meek, only mercy empowers us to live a God-controlled life. We only need God's mercy because in our hunger and thirsty for, thirst for righteousness, only through God, we can be truly satisfied. Within us. Only God can satisfy those longings within us. So you see, God's mercy is the key that unlocks all these aspects of the Beatitudes. So we are truly blessed that we can receive mercy from God. Remember, when it comes to God's mercy, we both receive it and give it, right? Be blessed are the merciful. Be merciful is to show compassion, kindness, and forgiveness to others. Being merciful is an expression of giving. 
In the book of Acts, the Apostle Paul quoted Jesus' words like this, Acts 20, verse 35. The Lord Jesus himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. Okay, now, here's the question. Why does God consider giving even more important than receiving? Why doesn't God just let us keep receiving? Ha, ah, come on, receive! You know, without giving anything in return, right? Because that will make our lives much easier. So here's something we really need to understand why it is so important to be merciful. First of all, being merciful reflects God's image. Being merciful reflects God's image. We are created in God's image. And that means God desires our lifestyles and choices to reflect His character. So as we show mercy to others, we are showing a glimpse of God's image to the world. That's why Jesus Christ said this in the Gospel of Luke 6, verse 36. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. We are created in the image of a merciful father. My six-year-old son, Channing, recently started learning chess. I used to enjoy playing chess when I was a kid. I'm not a great player, but I'm good enough to beat my son. <laughs> okay, but of course, my intention is not to crush him at the game. My purpose is to spend time with him, play with him, encourage him to improve, right? So every time he makes a mistake on the chessboard, I always choose to sh uh, show him mercy, give him a second chance, right? It's not about winning. And I'm telling you, kids are like sponges, soaking up knowledge quickly. I remember just two weeks ago, and during one of our matches, things took an unexpected turn. I remember thinking to myself, wow, I hope Channing can show me some mercy this time. Hey, be merciful, just as your father is merciful. <laughs> you know, finally, I gave up. I gave up. So I said to him, all right, son. I admit defeat. But Channing's response was beyond anything I could have imagined. He said, no, Dad, no, no, no. You are not losing. Keep going, keep going. And, and then he started taking some of his chess pieces back and giving me a second chance at the game. Wow, come on. I was so happy, you know. I may have technically lost the game, but I was happier than if I had won because my son valued our relationship more than the game itself as he chose to show me mercy. So I looked at him and said to myself, Yes, this is my son. This is my son. You know what? When you choose to show mercy to others, God is looking at you and saying, yes, this is my son. This is my daughter. 
this is my child. Because your actions demonstrate what Jesus said. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. At the moment, my son showed me mercy. I realized, wow, there is a very special connection between me and this little man. It was something very special between just two of us because he never did the same thing to his sister when they play chess. Today, I really want you to understand there is a very special connection between you and God. There is something special between you and your heavenly Father. He created you in His image. So your life has been designed to reflect His image and His character to the world. So my friends, I want to take a pause here and ask you this question. Ask ourselves, do my lifestyle and choices truly reflect God's image to the world around me? Do my lifestyle and choices truly reflect God's image to the world around me? Because that's the purpose God created you. And He wants the world around you to know you are His child. My second thought for you today is be merciful, build community. Be merciful, build community. Psalm 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. God's mercy is over all His works. This verse reminds us that God's mercy is not limited or exclusive. God's mercy extends to everyone and everything He has created. So it's not just about me. Mercy is a force that unifies and uplifts, uplifts everything around us. So when we choose to show mercy, remember, it's not just about uh, being nice or forgiving a person. Remember this, it's about transforming the people around us into a loving forgiving and understanding community. It's about building community. So wherever you go, keep the big picture in mind. Because this principle applies, applies to different aspects of life. It can be our small group, our sport team, our school, or even our workplace. Yes, our workplace should not just be a location where we go to do some routine tasks and then pick up the paycheck. No. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. We are called to make a difference wherever we go. So as Christians, it's known us to be the driving force for transforming our workplaces into communities where people connect, collaborate, and support each other. Many years ago, I was working 
in the building industry. I remember um, when I was working in a construction site in West Auckland around 13, 14 years ago. Our job was to build 40 houses there, so it was not a small project. And I remember the, 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 the main contractor. The main contractor had a reputation of being a man without mercy. He was a tough-looking guy, and everybody knew he was the man without mercy. So whoever made a mistake, he will be tough on them. Right? So, so here's the thing. I don't think he's a bad person. I don't think he's a bad person. He just believed that the punishment was only fair if you messed up. He was not a bad person. Maybe that's the way he had been brought up. Or maybe that's the way he had been taught when he first started his career. But here's the problem. His approach really made the workplace a pretty unpleasant place to work. Because everyone was extremely cautious, walking on the eggshells, right? Afraid of any misjudgment, because nobody can afford to make a mistake. But when things did go wrong, what happened? People started pointing fingers, blaming each other. So let's fast forward to when the, some of the houses finally completed and people started moving in. That, <laughs> that's when real problems began. We discovered all sorts of issues. Drainage was blocked. Telephone cable was mysteriously cut off. Why? Why? Because when somebody accidentally hit something in the ground, they just covered it up and walked away. So what I learned from that experience is if you want to build a community where people feel safe to tell you the truth and meet their mistakes, you have to be forgiving and offer people a second chance. Otherwise, they might just try to hide their mistakes and, and hope nobody notices. So when we choose to show mercy to others. We encourage honesty and accountability in our workplace. That benefits everyone. That makes everyone's job easier in the workplace. So that's why I never view being merciful or showing mercy as a sacrifice or loss because I benefit from it. It makes the environment a better place for everyone to work. So let's embrace mercy, for it builds community wherever we go. Worship team, please come up. Now I can tell you, a Christian life is not just about myself. It's not just about me. But I didn't understand that when I first came here. But that's okay. That's okay. Because Christian life is a journey. And God allows us to grow on this journey. Because our God is a merciful Father. And He knows 
We all need His mercy at some point in life. We all need a second chance at some point in life. So it's okay to start your journey at any season of your life. You don't need to be perfect to be a Christian. But you need to know where you are going. As long as you are heading in the right direction, God will continue to show His mercy upon your life. You know, a few years ago, I finally got a chance to talk to the guy who I had previously refused to pray for him to find a girlfriend. He already left New Zealand, so we had a chat online. And I took a moment to apologize. I just said to him, Hey, brother, I, I just want to apologize for my attitude when you asked me to pray for you to find a girlfriend. Man, I, I'm so sorry. I feel so bad. But you know what? Every time I think of you, I always pray to God, asking Him to find you a lovely girlfriend. He said, oh, Shane, it's all good. It's all good. There's no need to apologize. Never mind. You know, I'm already married. I said, wow. Wow, that's so good. That's so good. And then she said, you know, so please, stop praying for me to find a girlfriend, okay? <laughs> I don't want any unnecessary trouble from you again. We all need mercy. We all make mistakes. I just found myself making another mistake involving the same person again. So here's the question for you, my friends. Can you, can you think of a time in past that you had the opportunity to show mercy, but you didn't? Maybe you had that experience. Have you ever think of how things could have turned differently if you, chose, you had chosen to show mercy in that situation? Maybe you got that experience in your life. Maybe you, you don't want to make the same mistake again when this opportunity comes. So today, before I close my message, before you leave here, I want to share with you some practical steps you can take away. So if you just had a disagreement or conflict with someone, be the one to take the first step and reach out to them. By initiating communication, you can pave the way for healing and resolution. Hey, if someone just made a mistake, just as we all make mistakes, offer this person a second chance, just as you will appreciate a second chance and extend that same mercy to others. If someone said or did things that hurt or upset you. It's very important for us to, to understand that we don't always know what they have been through. We don't always know why they made those choices. So please take a moment, try to imagine yourself in their situation and find it in your heart to forgive. Remember, we 
are created in God's image. And God desires our lifestyles and choices reflect His image and character to the world. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. And God wants us to transform the people around us into a community where we can forgive, we can be kind, and we can support one another. As we show mercy to others, we receive mercy in return. Just as Jesus said, blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God bless you. Now let's pray together.